I'm now joined by WNBA champion Kayla George. Kayla, how are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, this is the, the W. I'm Lucas, whatever, whatever. Uh, Kayla, you've been pretty busy over the last 13 months. Um, <laughs> and you too, Pearl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget Pearl. Um, but yeah, I'd like to start with your, most, your more recent news. Uh, less than two weeks ago, actually, you became a WNBA champion. Um, do you want to just, yeah, go through like initial feelings and thoughts, uh, yeah, that, that you felt after that? Yeah, it was a pretty tough season for me mentally, just like coming from MVP, best season of my career to like having a completely different role um, and like a quite a small role, like a very significant change. Um, but it's also understanding like, you know, accepting the role and also um, reminding myself constantly that it's not all I'm capable of, um, which is quite fatiguing at times, but also like just trying to be like a really great teammate and trying to, you know, give guidance when people come off the bench and, you know, have a small rest and like, you know, talk to them about what I see, um, you know, on the court to hopefully help them when they go back out next. But um, I did get some opportunity here and there. And obviously in the big game at the end, I got 30 minutes and was really able to showcase, you know, with opportunity what I was able to do, which was really nice. Um, but also ultimately, like, there's, I've, I don't have any regrets or, you know, any bit of feeling about my season, you know, with, with lack of opportunity, purely because my teammates are amazing. I'm playing behind Asia and Candace, who are arguably like, you know, some of the best players to ever play the game. So um, I just really tried to enjoy the ride. And as much as I can in a different environment, because every the terminology is different. I'm in a whole different country, and um, just to try and learn, you know, a little bit of Team USA. Hopefully, know a bit more about them for the Olympics next year. Uh, but no, I um I really enjoyed it and enjoyed that my family could be there with me. And and that last game was pretty special because, um, yeah, like I said, I got to to play a little more and play a bit freer, knowing that you know I won't get dragged after a couple minutes. So. It was cool, but ultimately I just wanted to have my teammates' backs that, you know, had had mine for the whole year because, you know, they played big minutes and they allowed us to be in that position and I just helped finish it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, between games three and four, uh, Kia Stokes went down. Uh, when did you get the news you'd be starting and how much sleep did you get between that news and the game four? So I found out two days before. Um, I was in the gym getting up, getting in extras um, at the hotel in New York because like I've been prepping for this season and just trying to stay on top of fitness so I didn't lose anything and doing like a lot more practice with the practice guys, you know, just to make sure that I stayed in a, a good flow with my game. And um, so, yeah, I was in the gym and it was 7.30 at night and Becky called me and was like, hey, Kia's down, we're going to start you. And I was like, cool, all right, say less. Um, so I just kind of went straight into like just pro mode and, there was some nerves and a bit of anxiety about it, but not in a way that I didn't want to do it. Like I'm always up for that challenge. I don't know that there's ever been a point in my life where I haven't had some type of pressure, whether it be pressure for a tournament coming up, pressure for a season, pressure for a game, pressure for whatever. I've, I don't actually know a time where I've not felt pressure. So it was just another bout of pressure to to deal with. And um, just to remind myself that I'd been in big scenarios before, big game situations at Olympics, at World Cups, even in the WNBA, like finals are finals, right? So there's obviously more intense pressure in finals games, no matter where you are in the world. So I just kind of looked to my experience and just reminded myself to not look at Gucci Row on the sidelines and just to put one foot in front of the other and just play <laughs> Gucci Row, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I uh, well, you've you've answered my next question, but uh, what what role does empowerment play on the Los Vegas Aces, and who are the crucial actors in empowering the team? 
Um, so I think there are a lot of really strong characters on the aces. And typically when I'm on a team, I like to kind of help lead in that space. But my role wasn't really needed in that area as much um, on the aces team. It was more just to kind of like fill a gap and create a good culture and positivity and and bring like, you know, small bits of what I can bring to help an already really great culture. Um, and so like Asia leads um, in just how she dominates on court um, and people look to her just because she just leads with such grace, um, which is quite empowering. And then, you know, Chelsea Gray has a big voice, a super high IQ for the game. I think the Australian version of Chelsea is Tess Magin. Um, 100%, I know I'm really close to Tess. I'm actually about to catch up with her for dinner after this. But um, 100%, like, just IQ off the charts. They're probably Tess and Chelsea, probably two of the smartest point guards I've ever well, Tess isn't, you know, she's like a, a point guard and versatile 2-3, but um, Chelsea's, you know, pure point guard. But I think just when Tess plays guard and how she sees the game, I think those two are on par with, like, very similar vibes. Um, Kelsey just goes hard and, like, doesn't back down. So, like, that's very empowering to see that. Um, and Candace, even though she was injured, she had a lot of wisdom on the bench to say, and and that was really great too, just to, like, you know, she's probably the best player to ever play in the WNBA, just, you know, from her whole career. And, um, you know, we've been messaging a fair bit. We both have dash hounds and well, she's got one. And so we've messaged memes to each other all the time. Isn't that funny? Like a lot of times my relationships and friendships with people is just memes, 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 and then a couple of messages, then memes, memes, memes. I'm sure it's the same as you. But me and Candace are like big meme heads and mainly about dash hounds. Um, <laughs> which is cool. But no, Candice is a legend literally in every aspect of the game. So um, we had, there was just so much empowerment um, in our little aces bubble. Uh, you could look to anyone. And, and I mean, Becky herself was just the way she led with such grace and humility was um, incredible to, and how she cared for us, cares for us. And um, I don't know, it just was a really, as much as it was like a tough mental situation for me, like the experience to get to know these people that are from a whole nother country and be like the only international. I was like, oh, the Seattle girls have a whole bloody country of Australia there. <laughs> but like I'd say banana and the team would be like, banana. I was like, oh, that's not how we say it. But nah, it's cool. But no, there was a lot of, um, and then at times, I mean, I'd try and empower people when I could impart knowledge um, you know, in my little spaces where I'd try and, and, and lead. Like I said, there wasn't really, it wasn't a role for me to come in and just be this big leader and voice. And it was more just to find my way and help where necessary and, and use um, my knowledge and, and my skill set when they needed it, um, which wasn't probably as much as when I'm here. Yeah. Um, I found Americans always make fun of the way I say Mars bar because they always yeah. say Mars bar. And I'm like, you got to relax on that. Art. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy the words you're saying. Um, just the- I'm like, oh, her name's Pearl. This episode of The Deep Two is presented by Gelateria Bico, the official gelato of The Deep Two. Gelateria Bico, handmade gelato in the heart of Brunswick. Um, putting the Aces stuff on hold for a sec and, yeah, focusing on the WMVL season. You touched it uh, down in Australia on my birthday, so happy Lucas's birthday to all, oh, all happy celebrate. Birthday. Uh and yeah, how long, well, yeah, you told me off air, but you, you, you joined the team yesterday being Monday and you're tipping off on Friday. Um, uh, so did you go, you, did you join them in training, uh, media stuff? Like, yeah, what was the first, uh, meeting of the new team? Yeah. So I got into Cairns Thursday and then yeah, got here late last night. So my first day was today. 
and I just did an indie with Guy. I know Guy very well. I've played with Tess and Lauren a lot with the Opals. Um, yeah, look, I it won't take me long to to find my way and and um, get back into like a, a big leading space where I can help the culture of the team. And I think the culture is already really good. The the girls have had a bloody great time the last you know month or so with preseason. The culture looks top notch. So I'm just here to kind of add what I can and. And, and bring what I can and help us be successful and help everyone around me be successful and ultimately, you know, have success, whatever that looks like. It doesn't necessarily always mean cutting the net at the end. I think if you counted all your seasons that you don't win as failures, then you'll have a, a lot of failures because you're not going to win all the time. So you can find moments of success in each season, regardless of the result at the end. Um, so yeah, I joined the team today and I'll have a team sesh tomorrow. And then we fly to Perth Thursday, but I'm not really super concerned. Like I'm not expecting to, win 21 straight games and like you know we're going to have some losses there's going to be some teething like pains and there's going to um you know I'm you know back into a, a new team back with Guy but and I know Guy very well and he knows me very well so that will probably be our advantage in terms of just like easing my way in but um it's basketball it's in Australia I love being an Aussie I missed Australia and uh, I can't wait for this season whether, whether it started tomorrow or Friday like I'm here and I'm playing yeah um yeah your team is looking pretty stacked uh yeah what's the feeling just just for game one what, what's what's everyone trying to figure out just for game one against Perth I don't know my first team sessions tomorrow I just had oh, meetings today with guys so I'll catch up with Tess tonight and see what the goss is in the team and then we'll nah just uh <laughs> I don't know well I'll see the vibe tomorrow and maybe I can let you know but I'm sure it's fine the girls look like they've had a really great preseason, and and guys said that you know everyone just has a really great work rate and wants to you know get better and work hard and and I think that goes a long way so when you've got people that are buying into the process I think you know you're on the right track yeah um have you spent uh extended time in Sydney before no, just for the World Cup and like yeah. Opus camp, like Opus camps and um when we play Sydney, but that's it. Yeah, true. Um, is there something you're looking forward to in living in Sydney? Well, I drove through like a thousand tunnels today to get from my medical over to this uh, hoops capital. So on my way, I did get a glimpse of the Opera House and the bridge. So that was pretty because mm. cool. like I know local Sydneyites would be like, oh yeah, I can see them every day, but like that's really cool, you know. I was like. Oh. So, I mean, that won't, you know, hopefully I won't get so excited every time, but maybe I will because it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, as a Melbourneian, I, I, you know, <clears throat> there's that whole Melbourne Sydney thing. I don't, I don't subscribe to it, but I was annoyed at how nice the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge were uh, when I was, I was, uh, yeah, there last year. They're iconic. Time. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're like stunning. Yeah. They really nailed it with the design. Um, yeah. Have you, have you eaten or heard of El Jana? no oh damn okay well it started in sydney and they they finally migrated to melbourne last year so that's my that'd be my one uh recommendation for your time in sydney what kind of cuisine is it it's a chicken shop oh okay there's like 10 of them or something l jenna l jenna all right el space jenna uh, well i'm a vegan but my husband and pearly eat chicken so <laughs> yeah they can tell you how it is yeah. um yeah, got yeah. Back to the World Cup last year. What was the experience of the World Cup? Um, getting on the podium and also hosting. Yeah, hosting's a different kettle of fish because there's always pressure at big events. Um, when you're playing for your national team, but to be on home soil, I was actually staying. I'm in a hotel right now, and I was staying in this exact room, but like ten levels down, which is mm. pretty crazy. 
Um, this bit of like random fun fact for you. Um, but yeah, it's um it's pretty like surreal because after we lost the first game, people like it just hated us so much. We we're like, oh my god, <laughs> love Australia. And then we ended up finishing top of our pool, and everyone was just like, I mean, throwing us on their shoulders and just like, hoo ha. But um, that's just the nature of sport, I guess. And um, it was there was a lot of extra pressure hosting, but also I think it was great for women's basketball. Um. into the WBL season was pretty cool. Uh, I also think that it could have been even more of a wave, but that's just me because we had a lot of great momentum coming out of the World Cup. Um, but that's just the grind of being um, a female athlete, I guess. And we're just pushing to hopefully continue good waves of good energy and good support. So, yeah, but mm. it was, um, there's nothing quite like playing for my country. And that's probably my favourite thing to do. Mm. Um, and yeah, from the end of the world, like right in the middle of the World sorry, right between the end of the World Cup and the start of the WMBL season, you became a mum. Uh-huh. So you've been pretty, like, it's been nonstop since then. Yeah. Um, and in the first five months of Pearl's life, her mum was the M- MVP of the WMBL. And then in the first year, first year in a week or so, she was a WM- WNBA champion. Yeah. Um, on She's the... On the- for a, you don't remember nothing i'll be like you were on charter flights and business class and you were doing all this and she was like what and no and, and no thanks yeah. um yeah what was clicking for you last wnbl season that led to you winning mvp i think just perspective of being a mum and like my concern was pearl i think as an athlete we can be quite selfish like i'm not a selfish person at all although my husband might say you differently but you don't have to talk to him um <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like I'm not a selfish person so I just it when it comes to your sport or your goals like any athlete or any person like you need to be selfish to make room for your goals and to achieve them um so now that Pearl came into the picture like I can't really be all consuming about my career and my sport and it had to be about Pearl and I think that just allowed me to just take a layer of pressure off although there was never no pressure it just takes a layer or two off a layer and a half and allowed me to just play freely and um, I really enjoyed the group that we had last year and look I think we were good enough to go all the way woulda coulda shoulda Um, but it was what it was but I just think that yeah Pearl definitely helps create a a mindset for me that just like off court I can really just like switch off mentally from Mm. basketball just be concerned with her and feed her and change her nappy and change her diaper come from America I've got to change (laughs) stroller pram <laughs> um, yeah so yeah look pearl's probably the reason for the season um yeah <laughs> uh, uh taking that mvp play and the the chip from the WNBA. how are you going to incorporate that in a new situation in sydney um well that's a really good question i was going to say something silly and funny but i just couldn't think of anything off the top of my dome but, <laughs> you can come back to it yeah no honestly i'll just try and be like the best version of me that i can and be really super positive and um if anything like i from my role over in the states not that i like was reckless and didn't care about my benches and even when i played here in the WBL or whatever because i always when i was leading i i always you know want to make sure everyone was good but i think there's going to be an element of really caring even more for my benches because um not that I've I've played all kinds of roles in my career particularly early Opals years I was you know a benchy and in my early WBA years like I experienced you know I started a couple games I 
was DNP, if you like, I've experienced all of it, right? So, but mainly in my career, I've been really blessed to be a starter and, and play big minutes. So I think for me, um, just with how I felt this year, and I just really wanted to make sure the, the the people that don't play a whole lot really get recognized and understand how valuable they are and just to check in with them more and just really up the ante with how I, um, yeah, look after the players that don't get a lot of opportunity because they're just as important as the starters because without them, we can't train. We can't, they don't push us to get better. Like, so um, whatever success we have goes one through 12, you know what I mean? And I just want them to be really reminded of that um, because um, it can be tough. And I just experienced it in America, you know, the tough mind battle that you have with yourself over your self-worth every day. Mm. Um, Do you still feel like you're at that MVP level in the WNBL? Um, well, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I still have been playing quite well and training well in America. And, um, I was just playing a role for what they needed me to do over there. So like I said, I don't know if I said it on this media call or another one, but just cause I'm given a role doesn't mean it's all that I'm capable of, but I think mm -hmm. will it take me a few games to get into the swing thing. Maybe, mm. um, Maybe it won't. Maybe I'll drop a 40 piece. I don't bloody know. Um, I just want to win. It's never been, mm. even last year, I didn't get, like cool to get the MVP. Like what an amazing accolade. But like ultimately I'd get rid of that for a championship any day of the week, any mm. day. So that's the same mindset going in. I'm not like trying to get back-to-back -back MVPs or whatever. Like, although that would be cool. That's not my goal. Like it's not even on my goal list. My goal is just to stay consistent. Me For me means, um, you know, maybe close to a double-double, if not a double-double on most occasions, because that means I'm working hard, you know, on the rebounds, uh, contributing on the scoreboard and or just helping my teammates with assists and facilitating if I'm not having a good shooting night. Um, so, yeah, I just want to win. And whatever that looks like, whatever, it'll be different for me every single night, like it is for anyone. Um, but I just want to stay really consistent, like I have tried to do my entire career and just be like a focal point of consistency. Um, and whether that brings me and my team a championship or me another MVP or I'm, I'm not even, the only thing I think about is the championship. So um, there's a lot of great players in the league and I, I felt really blessed to win it last year. Um, and it's, yeah, it it will be what it will be, but as long as I win a championship or go as hard as I can to try and win one. And if we fall short, that's okay. As long as I give my all, um, you know, I'm okay with that. Hmm. Um, from a, not only just a, a player that's part of the flames, but also someone that will, you know, watch a lot of Flames basketball. What are you excited for with the Sydney Flames in terms of what product they can put on the floor or what you can put on the floor? Yeah, I think we've got really dynamic guards and, you know, some really big bigs. So I think we've got a really nice, um, a nice balance. And I think, um, you know, we've got McSpadden and, and myself as the big bigs. And then we've got some undersized bigs like Clarkie, um, Kiara Rowe and Didi. Like I think a really, Didi's quite gritty and like works really hard, like as they all do, but Diddy like just does doesn't take no for an answer. She just like mm. is gritty as, um, and I can't wait to play with her. Um, and you know like Lozzie's elite and Tess is elite. We got Shanice Swain. She'll probably miss the start of the season, but you know she'll be back at some point soon. She's bloody electric young talent. Um, so I just think it's it's a really exciting group to to get around. And um, I think Emma Clark's been hooping at the minute, like in the preseason games, and Spads as well. I'm looking forward to working with like Isla Jaffermans, the young girl um, from the AIS, young post player. And 
look, I'm looking forward to playing with everyone. Vanessa Panousis and Tiana's now a coach. I'm looking forward to like, you mm. know, being from her and seeing her IQ and how she reads the game as a point guard and, you know, helping me with my point guard dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> the year that we won the championship, Guy started that Lindsay Allen brought the ball up the most up the floor and I brought it up second and got us into offense. So that's not far off. All right. I know you laugh, <laughs> but it's not far off. <laughs> and I'll do it again. I'll rebound and bring it up the floor and clear my guards out and I'll just go straight into a play. Nice. I saw, I saw, <laughs> I never I saw thought like that. Maybe I will. <laughs> Tune in to find out. Right. Um, I've got some, I've got some quick hitters about uh, your time with the Levaces. And these are all definitely just for me. But <laughs> I'm sure other people might be interested. Yeah, What's cool. Mark Davis like? Where does he get his haircut and how often? Uh, Mark Davis is a legend because he absolutely just like puts money into the program and it's really his investments have just gotten him a back-to-back championship. So that's like unreal. He gets his haircut, I think. in San- I, I heard he gets it cut every couple of weeks in San Francisco. I don't know how true that is. But um, I, he's a, he was really lovely to me. He obviously invests a, a shit ton of money into the program and it's paid off dividends. Mm. Um, how soon after getting to Las Vegas did you feel like winning a championship was a possibility? <laughs> Before I got there. <laughs> signings. Cool, cool. Uh, who was the coolest person on that team? Sydney Colson. <laughs> um, what's it like to live in Las Vegas? So a lot of people thought that I'd just be like raising Pearl on the strip, but we live like, like nice. we live like 15 minutes away from the strip. But the Vegas bowl is like a bit strange. There's like mountains around it. I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas. The strip's like in the center and then there's like suburbia all around it. So like we lived like, you can always see the strip wherever you are mm. really. Um, but we lived kind of far away. Yeah, I've flown over it. It looked like yeah. Sim City. Um, hey. I've flown over it before and it looked like someone oh, yeah. created a Sims map. Um, yeah. actually like you literally, it's like mountains, suburbia strip. Yeah. Um, do you think Becky Hammond's basketball mind is achievable for anyone or is there something that you have to be born with? Oh, such a good question. Thank you. I think there's definitely, there's probably people that have worked really hard to have the IQ that they have for sure. Becky's really special and she's really unique. She played the game at a very high level for a very long time. And then she got to be mentored uh, under pop. So Mm. then she got to, you know, learn from one of the greatest ever um, in their like really good era at the Spurs. And so, and then tweak that, tweak that and then come to Las Vegas and like put her own spin on it. So um, that's a, was probably both like she works so hard and she has such natural IQ as well. So um, I think you could definitely be born with it, born with a smart IQ straight out the womb, just like writing up plays. But, <laughs> but I think um, yeah, Becky for sure a bit of both. Awesome. Um, have you seen Chelsea Gray miss a mid ranger? Oh, shivers. Not a lot. Not mm. a lot. She'd probably for the season. I reckon for a mid-ranger should be like a high clip for sure. It's money. You know she's going there. She gets your bo- her, her body into the position and you're like, oh, here she goes. They know that it's what it's what's happening and she still gets it off. Yeah, it can like honestly touch the defender's fingernail as well. It still goes in unless you block it and no one ever blocks it. <laughs> um, did you have an idea of what the locker room would be like going into the situation uh, and was it met? 
And how long did it take for you to fully feel like yourself in the locker room? So, I mean, from the season before, like on socials, you could see what kind of group they were, like just really just crazy fun. And it's exactly what it was. Um, It probably took me a little bit because there was like a lot of the girls had played with each other for like four to six years, like a lot of the the core. And so to come in and just like, I'm an international, all the terminology is different, just figuring it out. Um, it probably took me like a good month or two to feel really comfortable and like feel like I'd nailed like the terminology and stuff like after training camp and then obviously it takes time and you need game time to like really and I wasn't really getting a whole lot so it was hard to kind of like find some rhythm with everything but yeah I think it took me like a month or two to to feel comfortable and um, yeah I think around the group it didn't take me long I'm, I'm pretty um, adaptable with whatever scenario I'm in and I think yeah, like I said before at the start, like it wasn't like I needed to come in and be like the full version of myself and like, you know, bring a whole lot of like jokey jokes and just like talk over everyone. And like, I didn't need to do any of that. Like there was already people doing those roles and, you know, I just needed to come in and have a few like one-liners here and there and and contribute to the the craziness at times. And, and that was suffice. Mm. Awesome. Well, that's all I have. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have for the quick hitters. The Jeff and Gundy Tribute Show is your fortnightly dose of the lighter side of basketball, hosted by me, Marco. And me, Lucas. We take a more laid-back approach, talking about the NBA, the WNBA, FIBA basketball, culture, whatever tickles our fancy or grinds our gears. The show is filled with great guests, classic gags, and a healthy dose of tangents in honour of the great man himself. The Jeff Van Gundy Tribute Show, fortnightly on the Deep 2 Podcast Network. You know, loves just talking about the league, certain things like that. I guess looking ahead to the 2024 Olympics, um, well, actually looking forward to the qualifying tournament, how do you feel uh, with our group? Yeah, I'm really confident. Um, I love our Opals girls and we've got a really great core that have been together for a long time. And I think international basketball is like where it's at. So um, if you can't get yourself ready and hyped and pumped to play international basketball, then you're in the wrong spot. So yeah. I think all of us have really bought in and I think, you know, we have massive redemption. We've been uh, on the podium at the World Cup between these Olympics, but we missed out in Rio, then we medaled, we came second in 2018, then we missed out in Tokyo, then we came third in 2000 and what was it? 2022. Yeah. So like we just, there'd been some stuff that happened before Tokyo that, you know, it wasn't easy to get through. And then obviously Rio was a bit of a shock because, you know, that was the first time the Opals had medaled in a long time. So we definitely are due for a big medal I don't care what color it is at this stage it's like the only thing mm. I've not in my career is an Olympic medal so I'm really keen to go hard but I'm like really just going to do everything I can to make the team first I never take that for granted mm. um and yeah put my best foot forward to to make the team first and then yeah go for go for gold always but um just to be back on the podium at the Olympics I think will be pinnacle Mm. I'm excited to see how we go against Germany in the qualifying tournament because I really like like what they're building. They they have like nowhere near the experience that we have. Um, yeah. But they I got to cover the Eurobasket and they were just like they were so electric to watch. They just they brought you along for the ride, and their coaches from the same village as my family, which is pretty awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Other than other than the states, who are you looking at as um? Yeah, to teams to compete for that podium spot or for those two other podium spots. Oh, th- sorry, for those three podium spots. Um, Sorry, just cut out for a second. Oh, so obviously USA, I'd say, like, will be a contender. And honestly, like, Spain, France, or Belgium, like, a tournament plays wild. So, like, mm. anyone. Those mm. European teams, they are tough. Mm. So, and France, in France, oof, 
tough. Oh, true. Oh my god, true. France and Australia was tough. Yeah. So it'd be. I mean, tournament play, mate. It's wild. So it's mm. bit of fun. The last couple of tournaments, uh, Olympic tournaments. So, um, yeah, we have to just stay ready at all times. Right yeah. away. Yeah. How do you um? How do you? I I I uh. I had the opportunity to speak to Sarah Blitzavs a few weeks ago, and she said a big part about um those tournament plays is about having having one good game and having a good game at the right time yeah. how do you uh give yourself a chance to win a game against yeah belgium or spain or france if yeah like, the team's shot isn't falling what 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 yeah what, what what do you have to key in on well i think when the shots aren't falling like um where do you get your motor from is our opals defense so we start to channel all of our positive energy into our defense to get stops and then you start seeing stuff go through the net because you're in D trans, uh, sorry, in O trans. You're hopefully getting layups and just getting some easier looks um, just to see it go through the net. And then, yeah, I think it always, regardless if you're having a good shooting night or not, it always stems from our defense, always. Defense mm-hmm. and rebounding wins championships and wins medals. Yeah. Damn, I'm really excited to watch the Opals play again. Oh, hello, Pearly. I hope you didn't think I was just rocking with, like, a crazy <laughs> <laughs> She was sleeping. <laughs> no, no. What was that? Nice. That was half an hour. Yeah. Um. Good morning, Pearl. Oh, good uh, Good evening, Pearl. Morning. <laughs> so sweet. My um, my sister had a kid exactly a month before Pearl was born. Oh, it's really? Just been, nice. It's been the best thing, man. She's um, yeah. it's the best thing. I'm looking after. Her. I look after her on Wednesdays with nice. her mum, and like <laughs> for like eight hours, and I'm just like dead by the awesome. end of it. So. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> some of my best games last season. I was running on four hours sleep, like my yeah. triple that I got four hours sleep. <laughs> and I um, was like three for seven to start that game. Mm, Great. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's the key. Just think about it less. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me today. That was awesome. Hey dramas. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'll see you maybe in Melbourne when we come down to Melbourne, you're going to come to a game. Yeah, I'll, I'll be at all of them. I'll be at every game at the Boombox. Oh, cool. Are you a Boomers fan? Was well, uh, I guess I guess by I, pro- by proximity, but um, I, th- I don't think I'm allowed to go for a team as part of the media. Oh, okay, not a problem. Um. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, see ya. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Oh, press leave. Ah!